and welcome back to another episode of CATV Tech Talk. I'm Drew, your host, here with Jesse. Jesse, how's it going, man? What's up, dog? <sighs> Trying to uh, recoup from a long weekend. How about yourself? Oh, man, I feel you. Uh, it's been a long week, but we're doing good. This weekend was, yeah, I'm with you, dude. It's been a crazy weekend. I was up yesterday morning. I actually felt like I was working yesterday. I felt like it was more of work. Cause I got up earlier than I normally would and I had to drive an hour away for my son's football game. And then I had to drive an hour back and then we had a bunch of birthday parties and shit and that didn't end till like midnight. And then, you know how after you finish like a work day or any day where you're just like, Oh, it's over. Then I had to like wind down. It was like two in the morning before I went to bed and hell, then I got up again at six o'clock cause I can't ever sleep past six or six fifteen. So yeah, it's just been uh I think this weekend was rougher than this week. <laughs> but yeah. It is. yeah. No, but I got Shout out. Big shout out to my big dog. My son's football team's 5 and 0. We had a 43-13 win. I'm going to throw that out there. Woo! And the kids got 17 touchdowns in 5 games. Damn. We yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. I'm proud, yeah. <laughs> uh if he would just quit being an asshole, we'd be doing good, man. <laughs> I mean, he is your son, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's a, he's a definitely. I'm gonna get him a shirt that says "Future Asshole of America." <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I spent the entire weekend, probably twelve hours every. I probably spent close to a full work week this weekend trying to build out my new company truck. And I say I've literally spent all weekend, and my poor wife, aka our producer, who might I just give a shout out to right now? She does a great job. Unfortunately, none of our listeners really hear her, but the amount of stuff she does in the, we couldn't do it without her. But um, she held on hard this weekend and she helped me actually move everything out of my old work van and into my new one. Um, and yeah, give her, give her props, man. We couldn't, we couldn't do this without her. No, absolutely not. She does so much stuff for us in the background. Jesse's constantly texting her all day long, asking her for things. And she, she's definitely, she she takes a lot of crap from us and she does a lot so absolutely <laughs> but, but she always responds like at a pretty reasonable time and i was like hey i need this and she'll send it over or whatever and that's awesome you know and i mean actually a lot of our listeners should be thankful because she takes out a lot of my your nose ums um yeah, see, look, I just did it again. Um, <laughs> so to cut out all that constant crap that I just continue to mutter. But um, anyways, so today's episode, <laughs> one of most tech's favorite. No, not even favorite. I can't even try to bullshit about this one because I know. There's for, nothing favorite about it, no. man. Nobody likes this shit at all. Actually, it's, it's I have to say, this is probably the first episode that I'm not going to like recording because I don't even like talking about it. It doesn't even affect me anymore, and I don't even like talking about it. Well, in a way, before we even go into what it is or why, I will say this. I was very competitive in terms of like my day-to-day. And with this in particular, I was very competitive. So I think in a way, it, for me, if they hadn't have been there, I'd have probably been a shitty-ass tech. <laughs> so I'd have been like, oh, fuck that damn drop. I don't care it's got nine barrels in it. They can call back next week. Fuck them. I have to say, this topic didn't mean – oh, 
God, I don't even want to say it because it's just going to make me sound like a terrible tech. I didn't care. I had very, very little care in the world about it. Um, to me, it was more about just putting the effort behind it and not staring at it because I felt a lot of guys just dwelled on it and it made it worse for them than making it better. Uh, and needless to say, that's not everybody. Um, but today's episode is actually uh, a suggestion from one of our fans, Payo Payo M. Payo, yeah. Payo M from Long Beach, California, wrote in asking for an episode with, drumroll, no, is that still not in our budget? Fuck. All right. Episode <laughs> on metrics. Metrics. Fucking, fucking metrics. Fucking god damn it. I don't even it's like God. It makes your you know, like metrics in general, like every month you're like, fuck, I've had two repeats. If I get another one, I've only done like sixteen jobs so far, that's gonna put me. and you're like counting in your head like I'm so fucked. And the thing about it is like I understand there should be like like you know, you should be held accountable for what you're doing. But as times went on, and I and we'll talk about this a little later. But like I got my my sheet here from 2012. I got I don't know I found it just looking through a bunch of shit in my closet. 2012. Now metrics are so much different eight years later. But even in 2012 is when they went from we used to get I think it was ten and a half percent back in 2008, oh and then they squeezed it to this is this one says seven and a half percent on repeats. So I don't know what the current number is out there in different companies, but seven and a half percent is, is pretty tight, you know? But I want to say, and again, please don't quote me. If anybody out there listening is going to hear it and immediately be like, no, he's wrong. Um, I'm positive. I'm pretty sure it was around like 4.7 when I left. That, that's fucking tight, man. It was. And that's tight, dude. Cause you got to think, you know, you can go into a perfect job and there's nothing, you know, wrong with the cabling, with the equipment, the customers, they don't think of that. The human error. Does that make sense? Yeah. That yep. human error exists. And I don't feel like tech should be, it should be held accountable for the human error. And that's what it is. Like if they fucking unplug something and can't hook it back up or you know, their TV fucks up or whatever. Now, if you get a legitimate repeat, that's, that's okay. I mean, you're, that's your fucking fault. But, yeah. you know, and, and then with that being said, you know, legitimate repeats sometimes aren't your fault. So if you think about it, like in the winter and in the summer, you know, cable contracts and expands, you know, due to temperature, you know, there could be a connector that just kind of loosened up or something, you know, something that's kind of out of your control, but you know, that's a one-off kind of thing or, you know, say maybe you uh, you didn't change that one wall plate. You know, you've seen guys there in a hurry. You know, that shit kind of happens sometimes. But for the most part, if you do a good job with the cabling and the equipment's installed correctly and the equipment's good, that's something else. That That's, you know, the company's fault if the equipment's bad, right? So yeah. I don't feel like that should roll down on the tech either. But 4.7, that's fucking crazy. Actually, since you're on that right now, I'm going to pull this up. Before we get into this show, all right, listeners out there, not I love every. Well, <laughs> I guess we have. 
Well, right now we're just bitching about metrics. <laughs> Buddy, I hate to tell you All this, right. but that's the whole goddamn episode. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what's happening. All right, this is 2012 rework for, for myself, yours truly. And it, now, I would have made the 4.7 every month for 12 months, except for August. I had 6.67%. But I was an exceptionally fucking badass tech, so I'm just going to throw that out there. In 12 months, I did 585 jobs. I had 11 repeats. I had a 1.58, 1.88. I can't fucking read anymore. 1.88% rework. All right. It shows that I am a badass tech. All right, Mr. Badass. Before you fucking even go anywhere near any of those other numbers, what you missed in late? Oh, my missed appointments? Yeah. Yeah, let, let me get to that. All right. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, I, no. I, <laughs> I, no, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. Missed appointments was 2% was the metric. So you had to have under 2% missed appointments. I did not make that at all all fucking year. Okay. <laughs> I had 535 jobs. I missed 30 of them. So my year-to-date number was 5.61%. All right, I'm going to read this off to you. I missed 7.41% in January, 4.35 in February, 10.45 in March, 5.26 in April, I didn't even get, I got close to the metric number in May. I made 2.94, but I was over five or six, 7% every month on missed appointments. I was going to say 10.5. That's literally getting rid of one job every, or being late once a day, every day. Well, that month I did 60, I had 67 jobs and I missed seven of them. 67 jobs, 67. So, well, no, I was going to say two a day, but so that, that ranges anywhere between two to four jobs a day yeah but when you're re fucking in my system and you're rewiring fucking everything because shit's hanging out of windows and gutters you know i mean it's kind of you kind of have to pick your poison man no. i picked i wanted a good repeat percentage well i had to give up my missed appointments so i was like well i'm just gonna be fucking late but i'm gonna do it to the best of my ability mm -hmm. and ev everything in terms of why the shit works is good me being there on time i think Comcast can afford giving them people 20 bucks back then. So fuck it. <laughs> and I mean, and that goes for, that really goes for any company. I mean, I feel that. Well, I don't, I'm not going to say like Cox or charter or any of these. Other, I don't know that they give out like money. If you're late, I just yeah. remember that Comcast used to bitch it. Like I remember we'd have those, those Thursday meetings or whatever, whatever day you did it. We did ours on Thursdays. We did ours Big on boss, Wednesdays. man big boss man come down to our little shop down there in Georgia and be like, yeah, we, we've had our missed appointments are way up and he'd be bitching and bitching. And he'd be like, but our, our rework number's really good. So I was like, and, and I would tell him that I'd be like, look, man, if you want to fire me, that's fine, but I'm about to piss you off. And he just look at me. Cause I've been really mouthy my whole life. Like I can't, I have to say what I'm thinking. No. And I'm like, dude, you get one or the other. You're not getting both. So which one do you want? And he just looked at me. Well, well, we need them both. Well, you need to fucking figure out a way to pick one because it's like taking your kid to the store and they grab a big car over here and a big, uh, you know, a big action figure over here. And they're both like 40 bucks. All right, kid, you got to pick one. 
can't wipe your ass and hold a newspaper at the same time. It's not how it works. Absolutely not. Make a choice, and that's what I did. And that's how I handled that as a tech. I was like, look, this is the way it is. My, I'm going to have better repeats than missed appointments, and I know that's the way it's going to go, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I have to say, too, just because I feel like, unfortunately, Comcast gets brought up a lot. Any of these episodes are you know this episode these aren't specific to comcast this is every cable company out there uh, me and jesse just both previously worked for comcast so obviously you're going to hear more of that it's more relevant but we'll have people writing in about the companies they work for and not necessarily giving out who they are so um they get in trouble with their company but we're going to talk about all of them and again these metrics these these are kind of across the board the ones that we talk about today are just general metrics that kind of apply to everybody um you might not hear ones that specifically that you have that are high up on that list but if you don't hear them write in and let us know what they are yeah i'd like to know the difference between like company to company like i worked for comcast and charter and they were reasonably similar um so i dare say that you know all the media com cox all these other companies i'd say they're pretty pretty close to I know, um, and again, I just say, this isn't about Comcast. Comcast, my last year or two there, metric actually were one of the big, big subjects. They pretty much made it close to impossible for a CT2 to advance. The repeat, like I said, I think it was about 4.7 or something around that. And it was just crazy astronomical numbers for these guys to hit or guys, gals, techs. And like you said, you have this equipment that's bad or things, you know, plant goes down or they call in a customer service and customer service sets up an appointment, but can't cancel it at door anymore because they don't allow you to do that either. So it, it was just this crazy back and forth, it seemed, with the techs and higher-ups. And I, I believe they eventually kind of leveled out. I'd like to know where they're at now um, to see if they kind of met it, met them in the middle with it. I mean, I get it. You can't just be given these techs easy metrics so they can hit them out of the park and then constantly progress. And a company doesn't make money that way, but they have to be able to set these realistic goals because, in my opinion, if you don't set a realistic goal, What's the point of aiming for it? You're going to get these guys that are struggling that unfortunately just aren't going to give a fuck. And they're really not going to put any effort into that number because they find it a bullshit number. Well, the people that make these metrics are sitting in a fucking office yeah. with a, with a nine figure bank account. Yep. Okay. Not six figure. These motherfuckers are, are, are crazy rich. They've never had dirt under their fingernails a day in their fucking life. And they're like, eh, this makes sense for our bottom line. Let's roll this shit downhill. I think I've said that before. But everything rolls fucking downhill. But these people have no clue what happens on the ground floor. They don't we assume, know. We assume. We can't say that they're all like that. If there's one tech that has, and if he, if there is a tech out there that has climbed the ladder into the corporate section of Comcast or Charter or Cox or any of these companies, I want to meet him and shake his fucking hand. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, and if he's there, you need to go to bat for the guys on the bottom floor. But I just don't fucking see that happening. I just, I don't, I think there's like a, 
like a, there's a glass ceiling there that you're going to go so far and that's it. The majority of is you're going to go like the progression, like installer service tech, which I mean, installer service tech, same thing now, but you know, installer service tech, system tech, uh, or if you went into construction and then eventually you'd be a supervisor and, maybe later on like when you're about 80 or about to retire you be a manager for a few years and that, that's that but with that being said where these metrics come from are from people that have no understanding of the job in, in itself and you know like you said 4.7 is fucking crazy because the lowest i ever had was right here at 7.5 and i'm going to tell you now i think on my team looking back on it there was probably only four or five guys out of 12 that made that number at 7.5% yeah. on your repeats. So, and, and how they got to that number, and I'll explain this since we're talking about just metrics, how they did it then, I don't know how they do it now, but how they did it then was they would take your install and your trouble call count, like your count, like how many you did combined. Yeah, and then combined they would SOI take, and repeat. Yeah, and then they would like divide it by how many repeats you had, and that would be your number. Um, when I first started, they had a separate metric. You had your install repeats and your trouble and your trouble call repeats. And then, so you were trying to hit two different metrics, but then they combined them. Uh, but still seven and a half percent is, is to me was tight, but fucking 4.7%. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, don't hold me to that number. Even if it was five, I still found it crazy. I, yeah, anything under I, – I, I figure you have to have a buffer for these guys. Like like you said, if it's so tight that nobody can make it, like yeah. they're just doing the, – they're doing their work, but they're never going to get promoted. They could be doing good work and never going to get promoted. And what is going to happen there is like kind of like they do with contractors. Like contract well, – I ain't going to – there's no I'm not getting paid to do this, so I'm not going to fucking do it. They're going to be like, fuck, I'm never going to advance. Fuck, I got to find something else to do. Well, and I think that's the problem is these companies are slow, slowly tightening up on all of their costs. So before, I mean, I remember coming in at, with Comcast, I, I blew through all of the training, moved right up the ladder to a CCT4 and then kind of just stopped after that. But it, it was it was easy. It wasn't a big chore to do. And now you have to hit every single metric in order to do any type of progression now from what I remember when I was there, which to me is just absolutely, that's, that's near impossible. Um, so I think what ends up happening is these companies try kind of funneling down as much as they can and tightening up cost. And I think the only reason why you have the metric alone is because it gives the company a buffer, not you. That 7.5% or even the 4.7%, those are there for those companies because when their equipment fails, the tech can point their finger at somebody else. But when their equipment fails and you have that one fitting that you missed and combined repeat absolutely destroys you, they turn around and go, well, hey, we give you the buffer, not our fault. You need to do better. But what they're pretty much saying is, we're going to give you the buffer for all our crap to fail. You're on your own. You have to be perfect. And that's an unrealistic thing. It really is. Because, again, it's, you're just it's, adding it's more unrealistic. stress. And a stress tech doesn't, doesn't make a good tech. And bad morale. Like, and this is something. Metrics, like in my experience, for a lot of guys, have made the morale of 
the job of the office of everything just bad. Oh like God, yeah. on we on months where, and here's the truth though, uh, in my experience when I was a tech, we were so good at in uh, our as a group as a whole down in Georgia that we were beating the business team on metrics. Like every few months, we would beat the business team, and nobody could beat the business team. Yeah. For the reason that the business team had two jobs a day, they would wire them the day before. Like if the business had problems, they would call the sales guy who would turn around and call the tech who would go over there without a job and fix it. Now this is before the the vans being tracked and all that, you know yeah. what I mean? But they 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 would have like one percent rework or two percent like all the time, and we were beating them like every few months because we had a pretty good core group of guys. But there was, you know, every team's got the three or four that always, you know, leave bullshit and whatever. Yeah. But on the months that we were like kicking their ass, everybody, our boss was in a good mood and the manager loved us and everything was good and the morale was real high. And on months where it wasn't, we would get our ass chewed as a whole. And the thing was, I was sitting in the background, I'd be like, motherfucker, let, let me just use this. All right. I'm going to go back to my sheet so I can kind of relive this. All right, it's, say it's May, all right? Say we're, we're May and, you know, we're all getting screamed at. Well, in May of that year, I did 44 jobs with zero repeats, which I didn't do that often, but I did it twice in 2012. I was proud of that. And everybody's getting yelled at, and I'm sitting over here like, bitch, I didn't have a repeat. What are you bitching about? <laughs> so it, it goes back to, you know, shit rolling downhill, but it, it affects morale. You got a guy who wakes up in the morning, he's like, fuck this shit. You're not going to get the best out of him. No, not at all. And the more things progress, unfortunately, the tighter those metrics get, but the different types of metrics they add as well. I remember when I first started, yeah, you had, you had to worry about home health. But when I left, it was PHT. And PHT, man, uh, I know we've touched base on it a little here and there, but it it was a nightmare. You couldn't leave until you had green check marks everywhere, which that should be the case because you should be doing your job. But there were always those one-off situations, for example, where like mocha, mocha fire rate might be off by like two points. And no matter what you do, because it's in, you know, an in-law apartment on the other side and so on and so forth, a thousand different reasons. Either way, you're now trying to chase something that you can't read. There is no way to read unless they've given out a tool that I'm not aware of, or I know they're out there. So I'm sure some techs have them, but not all do. When I was a technician, I had no way to measure Mocha. The only way I could measure Mocha was with a cable box. And that was a nightmare. I, I hated doing that. So it was really frustrating when you would get your first job of the day, close it out, and fail for mocha and sit there and have to go through the house and try to just find this buried splitter in the wall that's causing mocha to completely tank. And you're not allowed to leave because if you do, then it hits your metrics, which it's again, downhill from there. It just affects everything else behind it. You focus on PhD. Well, now you're missing lates go up because now you're spending more time. So it's like you said, you almost have to pick and choose what's, What's worth getting hit on? Well, I never, uh, I never had to do that. You know, like I said, I'm, uh, I've said this before. I I left Comcast in 2014, and then I was a system tech after that. Um, so I never went through the PHT thing. 
I could imagine, in my opinion, what you just said, that that's not good. I mean, I understand it needs to be – everything should be in the green. You know, you should have good good levels, no ingress, things like that. But imagine the customer in that situation. Okay. Yep. Well, they fixed my shit. Why is this guy walking around my house for another fucking two hours? Yep. Right? And- we would get that all my favorite and I'll let you finish, but if I'm too ADD, I'll forget this one. My favorite was when you would go to a home security trouble call to replace one battery and then you go to leave and PHT would fail for Mocha. Ah, yeah. And you'd look at the customer and be like, I got it. Well, there's nothing wrong with my TV. Well, no, I understand that. But this little, little box says that, it, well, I don't care what your box says. It's not, and then you got to sit there and try to explain to this customer that it's a metric and it's something the company looks for. They want you to fix it. And some of those customers just, it works. Don't fix it if it ain't broken, which I understand because once you start fucking with it, then you might end up breaking it. But that's extremely frustrating to have to go through that. Yeah, man. Like I, as a, that, that they Comcast or charter or anything. I keep saying Comcast. That's where we work, but companies in general, that's something else. Like you can't force things on people. Like I feel like in that situation, and I know that guys would use or abuse it, but when they do like the post-call survey, they could say like, and every, most people do that. No, not, not everybody just hangs up. I'd be like, did uh, the, the technician, uh, you know, ask you or tell you you had a problem with your service that needed repaired that you re- declined or something, right? Something like yeah. that. If a customer legitimately doesn't want you fucking with their shit, that is their house, right? Yeah. That's their fucking house. They pay their bill. You can't make them. So it that's an impossible fucking situation. But then, see, I even go as far as looking at like this, though. If you can't even get that individual to try to – get you to fix something that could possibly prevent a future issue that would make it so the customer wouldn't have to call up and deal with us coming back out again. If they're not even going to let you do that, the chances of them taking a fucking survey, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. They're going to fucking um, bitch switch. That. I was just thinking of a way that they could code it out and say customer refusal or something. Right. They, and I'm just that you've got me so riled up on these fucking metrics. My mind immediately just went to technician mode and I just went immediately negative. So I do apologize. No, fuck. I'm with it. I just hadn't had to deal with it in a while, but I'll tell you this. If they need to have on that PhD, they need to have like, if the customer, you know, flat fucking refuses. All right. They're not letting me fix this. I can't sit here and argue with these people all day. I got to go. There's got to be a point to that. But, you know, companies don't care. Just do it because I said so. Yeah. Um, in my in my experience, like I said, you know, I got out of the field in 2014 as a tech. Back then, we had upstream transmit and home search. Do you remember the home search? Oh, my. Yep. Yeah. That, I was looking at this this uh, sheet, and I'm glad I found this because we can kind of go off this, and I could talk about it. I fuck. I hate that you found it. I hate all of these metrics so much. Upstream transmit was uh. That's when they were starting to get ready for like X one. Like this this I think this here was like the year that we worked prior to like X one like rolling out. I think. So this was the year that they said, oh, my God, we got to hurry up and tell these guys to do it this way. That way, when we launch something, we can go, uh-uh, it's your fault. You haven't been doing it the way we told you to do it. Fucking A, right. Yeah, like, this This was the year that – I think I told you this before, where we were running two drops to houses. Yeah, yep, that's right. You were saying keep, that. 
Yeah, but I mean the shit's working obviously because my like my upstream transmit uh, year over year I had a hundred percent for the year. The metric was ninety seven point five. I had three hundred and seventy nine modems checked, and three hundred seventy nine modems were a hundred were in spec. Our spec on this sheet. Remember, I said the other day I didn't know which what the number was for the upstream. Yep. Ours was fifty one point five. Okay. I think ours was. 50 yeah yeah and and you know it depends on how the system's built too so i think that's why you know system to system is a little different yeah. but 51.5 so to me that wasn't a hard metric to make because i was i was so good at the cabling and the signal levels and things that was my kind of my expertise now when it gets to the frustrating part the home cert thing was fucking stupid okay i would sit there and i remember how the home cert worked for me was we had to run the home cert and it would take like what 20 20 not 20 minutes i don't know 10 minutes it took forever remember it'd be like section by section checking channels and shit i felt like it was 10 minutes but i think the reality of it it was probably only about a minute and a half well i said 20 because it felt like for fucking ever but it would just sit there in like a downloading bar you know across the meter and it was like 5 10 20 and then sit for a while, 22, sit for a while, and it took forever. But, I was going to say, like the Doxus, when anytime you run a Doxus test, it would go one, two, three, and then it would just sit there at three and cycle for probably five. Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. man, I remember that. I, I never, I didn't use Doxus a lot, though. I'm not going to get off topic, but I will say this. I always used that cable modem test on those DSAMs because it was so fucking quick to get just a return number, right? Mm. And Doxus would sit there and just cycle. Um, but back to what we were saying, man, the, the home cert, it's kind of like that PHT test. Cause what would happen when you'd run that and say like some random fucking channel failed for like a half a DB. Yep. That's right. And like, and like every fucking thing in the house is brand new. Everything's working. So then you had, before you can move on, you had to go all the way, trace it back to the tap to turn around and send it over to system maintenance or they gigged you for it. Yep, that's right. And then what's stupid, too, on, on the other side of that is on top of that, you had the ingress scan that was in the home cert. You remember that? You had the, the levels and then the ingress scan. You had to save them both. you remember that? I do, because for some god-awful reason, they ended up bringing that back, even with the XMX. Oh, my God. I keep calling them X, XM meters. I think they were XM meters. I got to freaking find out. I'm 90% sure they were XM meters. So even when you got the XM meters, they still made you do an ingress test. They didn't for a while. And I say, I want to say we had the meters for about a year. Officially, everybody had one in their hand. And then they started making you do ingress test again. It wasn't, you didn't have to do the home cert because you had the PHT. But for some reason, they still made you do an ingress test. What I didn't think was cool about it, it was I think it was kind of flawed because I would go to a tap, I'd go to the drop, and I'd sit there and I'd watch the live stream. Yep. Of no, and I and I just shoot it for ingress. It wouldn't be nothing. It'd be flat. It'd be flat as fuck. Then you'd run the ingress scan, and it'd have a big hump right in the middle of the carriers. You're like, well, that ain't fucking there. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd hook it back up and be like, what the fuck? And I'd sit there and I'd stare at it. And I'd, I had a hook on my meter where I'd just hook it to the strand. Yep. And I'd just sit there and watch it. There ain't nothing there. Fuck it. 
So what I'd do is I'd run that shit in my truck. <laughs> I always, like, I'd shoot it and make sure it's clean, but I'd run the ingress scan in my truck and save it. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was flawed. I agree with you. And I did the same thing. Um, and anybody who's listening that works for corporate, this is just a me and Jesse thing. Nah, nobody else really does it. But if you're a tech, you know that every one of us fucking does that from the front seat of your truck. Absolutely, we did. <laughs> and, and only because that fucking, t- like, if it was legit and if it passes and you're sitting there staring at the live, live ingress coming from that house and nothing's there and then you run that ingress scan and there's a big hump in your carriers you're like what the fuck no wonder why, why ain't wasting five more minutes on this bullshit i do it on my truck driving to my next job yeah absolutely and like you said i would i would still check but i i don't know to me it was there is so many things again so many metrics so many things running in the back of your head that you have to stay on top of and just it was one of those things where i don't know it just i don't want to say it was inconvenient because i had to look at it anyways but it was still inconvenient it was i don't know and same even with the home search the home search to me were ridiculous but the stupidest one which i know you did not have to deal with we talked about this one earlier was the downloading of the my account app that thing for us was a goddamn nightmare anytime you said that and i don't know what the hell you're talking about so anytime you had any brand new type of install upgrade anything part of your metrics you were required to get your customer to download the my account app and sign into it if they did not download it and sign into it it went against and man, they crunched down on that. I think you had to have a 80% success download rate. Um, now, where I worked the last few years as a tech was in the Northeast on the coast. So right on the ocean. Everybody up here is rich old people. Nobody downloaded apps. So you had to, or if you went to a nursing home, that was the worst. You had to try to get this customer to download a My Account app on their cell phone that they probably, I don't think Jitterbug allows you to download apps. And I don't know. What the hell is Jitterbug? <laughs> You've never heard of Jitter- Jitterbug? It's the freaking what you, old. What are you it's, talking about? It's, it's an old people phone with the huge buttons on it. No, nah, that's cool as hell though. Yeah. My mom's got an old people computer and the buttons are like, the, the keyboard buttons are like the yeah. size of a fucking... Like the W and the A are like the size of like half a pack of cigarettes. D, and that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, and like there's only one icon on the whole thing. It says internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking amazing. Oh my God. But man, how the fuck, though, with the app thing, how the fuck can you be held responsible for somebody doing something with their personal property? Does that make sense at all? No, it was absolute bullshit there. It to me, it's still one of those. I'm just floored that they do it. And to me, it's and this is the fucked up thing because I I really truly hate making cable companies sound bad because they really aren't. They're not terrible. Again, all these places need to make money, but to me, it's it's a scare tactic. Like if you don't promote this app because we find that it saves us money because less people call in and tie up our call centers and less people end up having trouble calls, which again is great because you are, you know, 
you're, you're causing less impact and uh, you're causing less truck rolls. But at the same time, you're trying to jam this thing down a technician's throat and tell them that if you can't successfully do this, that raise that you're trying to get, you're not going to get it this time around because you missed this one metric. You missed yeah, that's, metric that's horseshit. Because you couldn't get, again, a handful of old ladies or a, a handful of, um, you know, anybody who doesn't have a smart of it. Well, you can log them in on a computer. And how many times, I don't know. See, I was a home security technician, so the email was a huge thing to me always. It was something I always struggled with, always struggled uh, trying to reset the password. And when I say struggle, it was just something we had to deal with. We always found tips and tricks. We could go into different programs like Einstein and end up getting it and resetting the passwords. But every time you would have an upgrade or they would transfer an email, I mean, how many people have you set up where they don't have an email or you never set them up with an email or I don't know. I'd always, I'd always take a book. You know how you had to give those books, those packets, yeah, those yep. installs. I'd always write it down like on the front of the first page. And I'd, uh, when we did activation where they forced you to make a company email, like a Comcast or whatever. Yep. And I'd write it in there and I'd tell them, you know, you might need that. You may not use it. You may need it at some point. Just put it in a drawer somewhere. You know where it's at. And most people probably didn't, but that's the way I handled it. And that's what I was going to say. You're a good example of what you should have been doing the entire time, but 90% of them were not, uh, including myself. I, there was plenty of times where I set up emails and never gave them to the customer because they truly didn't care at the time. But now, again, <laughs> kicking ourselves in the butt because now you're required all these people that have these emails that they're not aware of to now reset their password, to download the app, to be able to log into it. And you want to know what the real kicker was? Let me know. Us as, <laughs> Us as technicians were always told, if you're going to bitch, help come up with a solution, which I agree with. Nobody wants to listen to just straight up complainers. So technicians' big complaint was, we need to reset these people's passwords and they would have to call into dispatch and dispatch would have to do it over the phone. Well, a tech found out, well, if you just text in, they actually had a prompt for it and they would reset the customer's password via text message through dispatch. They ended up taking that away. So you had to call into dispatch. Yeah, that, that's fucking ridiculous. No, no, no. It gets yeah. better. That only lasted for about two weeks. Then you weren't allowed to call in to dispatch to have them reset the password because it was a conflict. It, it was a security reason where we were told. So now you had to have your customer go into the app, click forget username, and take the steps of resetting their password that way. So now... Let me break this down. Because now that I've heard this fuckery, you're responsible for the cable from the tap to the fucking device on every active device in that home. You're responsible for every connector, the ground, fucking everything from tap to every device. You're responsible for the equipment that you have nothing to do with. You're responsible for fixing shit that they don't know is broken and they don't want you to touch. And you're responsible for their email account and every way that was convenient to get it changed so you could do your job they take away to make it even more difficult. And you're supposed to smile, grin, and bear it. And they're not even putting putting any using lube, man. 
Like, and dude, don't, don't forget that Apple ID that nobody ever fucking remembers their password for before they go to download the app. But yeah, they they don't even spit on it first. They just uh, yeah yeah that's bad yeah. At least give me lipstick. I I like to look pretty before I'm fucked. But that one was. Well, you need you a little wig too, man. Being a little bald, five foot two guy, you know. <laughs> five foot two. Whoa, whoa. You you ain't much taller. Five four. I'll give you five four. Fuck you, dude. I'm five seven. Yeah, yeah. No, he's five four. He's five seven in his shoes. <laughs> uh, in my boots in my boots uh, oh no you're five nine in your boots you feel like a big man in your boots don't you no i'd fucking I, <laughs> hey y- y'all laugh but you know how many freaking basement ceilings i've cleared and how many of y'all freaking whacked your head off of them oh dude <laughs> that's man i'm six foot two well i was and i'm this is this is a funny thing i'll throw in there because I, uh, when I was 18 years old, I was measured at a football camp. I was six foot two and I was like, woohoo, I'm growing. And about six months ago now, that was when I was 18. I'm 32 now. About six months ago, I went to it for a physical and doctor said, you're five eleven and a half. and a half. What the fuck? Jesus. I said, how? <laughs> Then she said, well, what do you mean? I said, I'm six foot two. She goes, sir, you're not six foot two. I said, well, when I was 18, I was six foot two. And I'm assuming, you know, I guess when you get older, you know, I had some back problems and shit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to six foot than you, bitch. I was going to say, the baby <laughs> mama fucking took, took your height. She pulled your spine right out from you. Jesus. Yeah, yeah and that, she gave it to Zach, I guess. A little son bitch. He's all legs. But, <laughs> but but yeah man this this whole thing dude like guys i want to say to all our listeners we are a little bitchy today because metrics suck it but we're we understand that you're going through it now and it really fucking sucks like you're required to do so much more now than i ever went through especially listening to drew right now man a lot of that shit i'd have been like fuck you i ain't doing that like everything's good. It's working. What, what, you know, it's all this nitpicking bullshit. Like that's ridiculous, man. I, I actually feel bad for everybody. I feel worse for these guys now doing this episode than I did when we started. I mean, and my problem is I am a realist. So I do understand it from both sides and I understand why the company does it. Like we say, there's good techs out there and there's bad techs out there. And unfortunately those bad techs ruin it for the good techs. Um, I like to, think of myself as a hybrid tech i was an asshole and not a spectacular tech but when i needed to be i i definitely pulled it out um and i was one of those guys where i never took advantage of it but you know every once in a while i'd, I'd pull the stupid moves but i wouldn't be doing it all the time just to get caught you know it's you, you take little bites not big bites <laughs> I, I worked with a lot of guys man back in the day that Back in the day, you could you you might remember this, and we'll kind of wrap up metrics. We've kind of had enough uh, bad morale this evening. Yeah, no shit. Uh, with that being said, man, I, I worked with a, this one guy. I actually seen him the other day. I hadn't seen him in years. I ran into him at a gas station. Uh, his name was Brandon, and he would always back in the day. You could do a job and then put an SRO behind it, and then it wouldn't repeat you, right? So he would put, Jesus. he would do a job and then he put like a replace drop or a, what they call those, a 
verify service. I think they, that's what they were called. Verify services where we'd go and check tag numbers or something. And once it got completed, you can't get repeated on an SRO. Yep. But this is before they went back to the trouble call. Like if there was a trouble call in an SRO, like a tech assist, after a while they caught on to guys doing that and they would go, but they changed it to where it would go back to the last trouble call or install. But forever, man, he, every job he did, you would see his tech number, you would see the trouble call, you would see his tech number, you would see the SRO. <laughs> like every fucking job. And dude, you'd go out there and every 59 lines hanging out the fucking drop ceiling. It was fucked. Oh, Jesus. Actually, you made me just think of another bullshit metric. I remember as a home security technician, when they started doing tandems, when you would have one technician that comes in and does the triple side of it, and then you have the other technician that comes in and does the home security side of it. God, I don't even see. It still makes me sick to my stomach even talking about it. Depending on who closed out their job first. Got the repeat. Or got away with it. Which, got away which with it. So you would have shitbag technicians actually show up before the time frame or they would show up before you and they would blow through the install before you even get there. And they'd bolt. And you'd show up and you'd be like, oh, hey, I'm here to do your home security. And they'd be like, yeah, the guy, the guy already came and gone. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Well, then you go and look at all the shit he did and it's terrible. So now you end up doing a triple install on top of your home security because if you get a repeat on the TV tiling or the internet dropping or phone cutting in and out, that repeat now falls on you. Even though you did not have anything to do with the freaking triple side of it, you would still end up getting the repeat. Yeah, that's horseshit. Yeah, I feel you, man. I- they, they, you know, you said it best. There's a lot of bad ones that make it bad for the good ones, but they've went so far down. So they're, they're making, expecting so much more and, and, and expecting so much more at the home and give and giving you less of a buffer for it. So that's bad on morale. That's bad on the overall. And if you all your techs are pissed off about it, you know, that's not going to be good for the company. And, and, I agree with you. Um, I've watched, again, I'm not going to name specifically anybody, but I've watched supervisors. It's that, like you said, if I can find that one six-digit or seven-digit cable guy that is now way up there on the top, you know, I'd shake his hand. I don't think you'd find that or I don't, you would find, you could find that, but I know you said, well, you know, they'll stick up for the tech and stick up for the little guy. You get to a point in your career when you start getting high up there where you need to decide which way you start tipping. I've actually watched a few of those supervisors start to transition into that where they, you know, Oh, they're your everyday great supervisor. And all of a sudden I heard somebody say at one time, um, uh, what do they freaking call? It was like a drone or a company drone. I don't know. They, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid of the company kind of thing. Um, because you just slowly watch the supervisor start to tip and tip more towards corporate. So I think any supervisor that's really listening out there, they're, they're that line of communication for technicians. And it sucks for them because I get it. Cause you have their managers jumping down their throats going, Hey, 
upstairs wants you, your guys to make all these metrics, make it happen. And here you have this supervisor who's like, now they have to do ingress tests. And now I have to jump down them about this metric. And it just makes the supervisor look bad. So, I mean, and so from the techs as well, you know, give the supervisors a break because it's not, it's not like they're home and they're like, you know what, them son of a bitches, I'm going to lower their freaking repeats so that this is bullshit. They're too good. It's, that's not your supervisor saying that. That's somebody from higher up. So it sucks for them too. I know this episode is about metrics and I'm sure we'll have an episode about communication, but I really think it all comes about communication is you have high up, you have supervisor level, you have techs, and then you have dispatch. And they're all like their own little company and they shouldn't be because they all don't communicate and that just shows so many points of failure. I feel like if they wanted to get metrics right, the way to do that is you need to say the senior vice president and the president and the CEO of every major cable company in the country needs to go to an office. They need to fly down. They need to have like a, even if it's over a couple of days, And they need to sit and talk to these guys that are on their ground floor, making them those nine figure fucking paychecks they get and say, why is this not work? Why does this not work? Why does this not work? And let these guys explain it to them and then let them take this information that they've gotten from the people who actually see it every single fucking day, go back and let them say, okay, I understand why this is not good. Let's raise this up or let's lower this or whatever they're going to do. Right. But they need to have a good understanding of what it is they're requiring before they require it. And I mean, companies have thrived to take those steps. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, NPS, the net promoter score surveys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these companies now implemented their, that their technicians dispatch, really, I'm pretty sure every part of the company you now take this NPS survey and it, it pretty much allows the technicians to go, hey, this is what's wrong, fix it. I, I don't know. It's tough to say it got abused because I felt like every LOB I went to, I just looked up there. It was, I need more time. Metrics suck. <laughs> um, you know, need more time. Equipment sucks. Um, my van rattles, so on and so forth. They never really used it to its full potential. Oh my God, that's right. So, so with the net promoter score, at the end, you could actually go in and manually type out a message and they would um, have it, they'd show them during meetings and stuff. Well, I actually had a dispatcher that I'm pretty sure I've talked about her in the past. I can't bring up the name just because I don't want to get sued because I have said terrible, terrible things about her. But I had this specific dispatcher where she was, she was the worst. But I remember specifically uh, shouting out on her on that. Um, I went as far as saying, I just want to thank bleep bleep so much for giving me one of the first missing lates this year. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was like, she fucking sucks. She needs to be fired. And I continuously did that for weeks on end to the point where they actually started showing up on the boards during the meetings and they would just skip them. She actually ended up disappearing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she got fired or they transferred her or 
I'm not sure what it is, but she was relentless, dude. She was the, oh, God. I hate say it. Like, I had a lot of good dispatchers, and not all dispatch, not even close are all dispatchers bad. They're mostly, again, you only hear about the bad ones. You never hear about the good ones. But 99% of dispatchers are good dispatchers. She was that one fucking percent that every fucking example could possibly come from her as a terrible dispatcher. She was. I'm highly certain she's probably like watching you with night vision goggles right now. No, because she's too fucking stupid. She'd be putting them on backwards. <laughs> God. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that motherfucker. He got me fired. <laughs> I don't get it. My tits don't fit in the lens. She, oh god, she was so, oh god, she, just the amount of, like, I'll never forget, never forget. She called me one time, and I was driving, and I was on my way to a two to four, and it was like i don't know 150 and i was only five minutes away from my job and so she called me when i was driving i was big on not answering the phone while i was driving company policy i don't really want to talk to them anyway so it was a nice excuse not to have to pick up the phone just listen to whatever they left for a message um showed up at the job from the time that she started calling me to when i showed up the job was probably five minutes and she probably lit up my phone four or five times Finally got to the job, got out, and customer pulled into the driveway at the exact same time I pulled up. Again, it was an install for a two to four. It was probably at this time like 155. Finally, she gets a hold of me, and she goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? She goes, um, you haven't been answering your phone. I said, yes, I was driving. We're not supposed to be talking on our phone while we're driving. And she's like, well, you need to go to this job. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm at my two to four. Uh, well, you need to leave the two to four. And I was like, if that's the case, I'll give the phone to the customer. And you can sit here and explain to him why I just rolled up to his house for a two to four, five minutes before two. But now I have to leave to go do another job. And he has to wait another hour or two for me to come back. And she's like, well, that's not my problem, blah, blah, blah. So more or less, because she sat on this job, didn't want to get rid of it or was banking on the technician just taking it, now she made it other people's problems. And that was just a consistent issue with this dispatcher. I went through that. We had, uh, remember how I told you before that we got routed for work for like four four or five extra texts that didn't even exist for like a year or six months or something? Yeah. I think it was six months. I'm pretty sure it's five or six months. Um, During that time frame, we would consistently get jobs. I remember I got assigned to one to three at six thirty at night. Jesus Christ! And I'm like, well, this sucks. And <laughs> I I sent a message and I said, I said, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to be late to that one. And it was like a smart ass kind of remark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and but. It wasn't like we did have a lot of work, but the problem was that our dispatcher didn't manage it right because there was a bunch of contractors they had sit down there trying to help us get caught up. Yeah. And she just didn't manage it right. And it got so bad that she ended up having to ride with us like a different tech every day for like a week to see how far this city was from this city that was from this city to this city. Right. 
so she could kind of say, okay, yeah, I can't give it to this guy because he's way down here. Yeah. I don't wish anything bad on her. I think she was just like special. I'm pretty sure she rode the short bus. <laughs> but I don't want her to get COVID. <laughs> nah, I sure as fuck backed this bitch over. She was fucking horrendous, dude. All right. So if we could, as much as metrics suck, what is one thing that you did as a technician that would help improve your metrics if you were struggling on some? I just did my job. I didn't fucking worry about, like, I'm not going to make it here. I didn't feel pressure. I was like, that's not my problem. That's dispatch's problem. So would you say one job at a time, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just take one job at a time. Do your best job you can possibly do at that job. When you're done with it, then move on. It's not my job to move and, like, guys that run through shit or whatever, if somebody opens up, that's their job to swap shit out. Like, if I'm going to miss a one to three, but I could make another two to five, you know, or two to four, whatever the hell they are now, you know, that's their job to change that shit around. That's not my job. So you need to look at it and say, okay, I can accomplish this, but I can't accomplish this and this. It's just unrealistic. So pick and choose what you feel is important to you. That's what I did. I wanted my repeat number to be better than my, than anything. So I worked my ass off to do the job the right way instead of trying to do a bunch of jobs and having a good missed appointment number. So in reality, it's like I said earlier, you get like your kid, he picks a big car and a big toy. You're at the store. You got to fucking pick one. Just do your job at the job you're at. Don't worry about the next one or what time it is. Don't, don't freak out like, Oh shit, I'm not going to make it. Cause that's going to affect you on the job you're on at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't let yourself go to that. Just fucking do the job you're on, kick the shit out of it, make it the best it can possibly be, code it complete, say have a good day, then worry about the next one. That's the only way you can handle that. That is the absolutely only way that, to me, is healthy and will help you be successful. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they want you to make everything, but if you are not having constant truck rolls back to houses, they don't really give a fuck about that missed appointment number. They don't really, there's a lot of these little dumbass metrics that they probably yell at you for, but they don't really give a fuck. If your yeah. repeats are good and you're not fed, your modems are in spec and your boxes are in spec, you're in good shape. So I, that, that's what I would do. Just worry about one job at a time. Don't fucking worry about the next one till you get there. Um, fuck. I don't know. Again, I truly didn't give a fuck about metrics. Um, I could truly think of a way to improve metrics. I guess it really depends on what that metric is. Um, I think riding with other people is a good way to help with that. You learn how other people do things differently. You know, I'd ask to ride out with different techs if I was struggling, and I'd pretty much just watch how they did shit all day long. Um, we had this one kid. I want to mention his name because he's smart as a whip. Um, I started working out with him. <laughs> I almost hope he hears this. He, he, we worked out of Westford, Massachusetts together. We worked on the same team when I was hired. I started working with him, and I'm pretty sure I worked with him all the way until I moved up north. But this kid was smart as fuck. I wish I told him how much I actually looked up to him. He was, he knew everything. If anybody knew the stupid answer to the stupidest technical question out there, 
this was the kid to know it. So anytime I ever struggled on anything, even though I never really was like, Hey, can I come watch how you do shit? I was always come like, Hey man, like I'll come give you a hand for today. But it would really be like, all right, let's see what this kid does because this kid knocks it out of the park. I mean, he was zero repeats all the time. He was the kid that was always doing the testing for the new tools. He was just such a smart. I always told him he was too smart to be doing what he was doing. He should have been in the engineering department. And I hope he is at this point. If not, I hope he's more than a tech because he definitely deserves it. He was a fucking smart kid. But that's what I did is I looked at other texts when I was struggling at something specific. Post-it notes was huge. I always had a problem with downloading the apps and shit. So I'd put post-it notes on my dashboard to try to remind me for, you know, shit like that. I mean, other than that, don't fucking dwell on them. Just, just do your job. I think it comes back to our episode, the trouble calls or the installs. Your metrics just fucking replace the goddamn drop and look behind the goddamn wall plates. And if it's a fucking install, just replace all of it and just be done with it. And that should get your metrics right where they should be. Not so much missed and late. You're a good example of that. You have good repeats and shit. Not necessarily your missed appointments, but you know, it'll get you where you need to be. I feel like, Uh, you know, metrics suck. It's part of the job. I don't feel like they're going to get any easier. It seems like over my time in cable, they've went from like, like I said, a long time ago, uh, me and you used to talk for years and years that this used to be the greatest job in the history of the world. You're out on your own, go with a eight to 10, 11 to two, a two to five, maybe two in one time frame. Nobody bothers you. You don't have shit up your ass. People yelling at you and shit. The metrics were like, I think you're right. They were like 12% repeats back then. So overall it's, it's went more, it's got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And I'm telling you right now, if I was a tech in the field, I'd probably get fired because I ain't going to force anybody to download any fucking app. Um, Definitely causes tension. All right, man. Well, that, uh, I think that wraps up our episode on metrics. Yeah, we all hate it. Uh, it's part of life. It sucks. Let's move on. And, uh, yeah, that's that, man. Can we just never, ever, ever fucking do an episode about fucking metrics again? Because it's terrible. I think we knocked one out. Uh, we'll try to stay on different shit that, you know, we feel is uh, more pertinent. But we wanted to hook up our boy Pio. I think that's how you say his name. Out in California. Um, I'm going to feel Pop- like Mr. such a dick if the first time I'd be like, hey, this is our First episode that's suggested from one of our listeners, Pio, and it's probably going to be like Piero or some fucking crazy. He's probably like French. He sounds like he's from Paris. I don't know. That's his name, Pio. I I don't know. We'll go with it, but we wanted to hook you up, man. That's what you wanted. We gave you our, our background and our thoughts on metrics. And if you guys have another thought for another episode that you want to hear, let us know. Again, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we have the CATV Tech Talk page, and uh, you always have the CATV Tech Talk at gmail.com. Not attention, only Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you can send that to anybody. If you're pissed off, uh, direct everything to Drew. Um, if you want to give me some love for being the awesome, amazing, badass motherfucker that I am. Just send it in and put attention, Jesse. I love you, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely read that online on the air. 
but yeah we love you guys hit us up email facebook uh you know it and uh we're out yeah i'm fucking done it's sunday it's 10 13 this was about metrics it fucking sucked good night <laughs> peace bye Like what you just heard? Then don't forget to click that subscribe button. Questions for the hosts or just want to say hello? You can email us at catvtechtalk at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash catvtechs. Thanks again for joining us and don't forget, climbing, crawling, drilling, driving is just the beginning.